I'm Marin. We've been uh, you've been talking to me on uh, Twitter, and I'm Julian. Okay, nice to meet y'all. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, JC. Nice to meet you, Thad. Good to meet you guys. Yeah, good to meet you. We've connected actually after I saw you guys. Uh, uh, you recorded the podcast with Ryan Carson. Um, yeah. Uh, I then checked out what you're doing in your community and I said, oh, that's very interesting. And then I saw uh, how, that you're doing this podcast as well. I say, that's, that's quite cool because we're also doing this podcast and you seem to be starting. We're about, you're actually guest number 20. This is going to be episode 20. And cool. uh, it's, it's really cool to share and talk about our experience a little bit. I love to touch uh, also on our ex- on our like shared experience as programmers and what drove you to start DevLifts and uh, because we as programmers started doing also something outside of the coding realm a little bit and um, I'm really looking forward to our conversation and I would love to start by yeah if you can introduce yourselves and share a little bit about what DevLifts is and then we'll take it from there. Sure. Um... Yeah, I guess I can introduce myself. Um, uh, I'm JC Hyatt, and um, I am 25. I live in uh, the States, uh, in Mississippi. And um, I've been a developer uh, professionally for, I guess, maybe five or six years, Um, just like a freelance consultant. Um, And uh, unprofessionally, probably for like 12 years. I'm not actually sure. Um, It's been a while. But uh, anyway, yeah, so that's kind of my story there. Um, Thad, you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, my name's Thad. I'm a personal trainer, weightlifting coach. Um, I've been doing that since college, so really for the last four or five years, um, only professionally in the last uh, couple of years or so. Um, I'm the owner of Black Owl Fitness, which is my personal, personal training company. Um, and then partnered with JC on DevLifts. Nice. And uh, did you, do you have any coding experience as well? <laughs> I have zero coding experience. <laughs> Absolutely none. Interesting in, interested in dipping your toes a little bit at some point? <laughs> you know, I've tried to learn a little bit, and it's just so, so beyond me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I see how you guys have connected on the, the DevLifts and had... Uh, you're complementing each other's skills, I guess. Right, right. Um, then how did, you, how did the idea come up, come up for that? Yeah, uh, you want me to take this one, Dad? Yeah, go for it. Okay, cool. Um, so uh, in 2015, um, Thad was, he was getting ready to go on um, a, a year-long uh, trip uh, into, um, I guess, Southeast Asia mostly, was, was at least a plan at the time. Um, that's another story for another day. Um, but, uh, he was planning to get, be gone for all of 2016 and he was, you know, kind of just looking for a job for a few months. And at the time I had a team, um, I was running a team of, uh, of developers and, um, we were building, uh, you know, websites and apps and stuff for, um, for lots of different types of companies. But, um, yeah, so he, uh, he came on and, um, just to kind of do really anything that was kind of necessary. Like, um, uh, I, I mean, I gave him a job because he was my friend and I wanted to support him. Um, and so he just kind of did a lot of random stuff. Um, and, uh, but one of those, like his main responsibility, what it became was, uh, training me because, um, I, he would walk in the door at, at the office and I would see like him carrying around like one of these huge jugs, um, with like a gallon of water and a bunch of VCAs and and stuff. Um, and I was like, what is that? And anyway, uh, I don't even remember the exact conversations, but through a series of conversations, eventually, um, I ended up at the gym with him one evening and, um, he started training me. He, uh, you know, asked me, um, you know, what, what superhero do I want to look like? (laughs) And I, uh, at the time I was like really hooked on, um, the, the TV show arrow. And so I was like, I want to look like that guy, uh, Stephen Amell. So we started training and, um, I just noticed that like over 12 weeks, I mean, I looked a lot better at the end of 12 weeks. Um, but I noticed huge uh, benefits in terms of just how I felt and how much work I was getting done and my, uh, overall, even my confidence level in my work and in my ability to manage uh, my team and, 
uh, my projects and stuff like that. And so um, that got me thinking. And, you know, in 2016, he, uh, he left to go overseas and I kept, you know, working out and then kept seeing uh, improvements on my productivity and just uh, overall sense of well-being. And uh, he came back uh, for 2017 and, you know, we were in the gym one day and I was like, man, let's just do this for like other developers. This is, this is awesome. And there's, you know, I mean, it's not just the developer, you know, industry, but it's a lot of different people that are, um, you know, that by and large it is uh, kind of unhealthy, but, um, but developers in general, you know, we sit all the time. We, we, uh, we have unreasonable deadlines a lot. We eat, you know, eat fast food at our desk um, to try to meet the, those deadlines. We, you know, sleep weird hours if we, you know, sleep at all some, some days and, um, there's a lot of unhealthy habits in the developer industry. And so since I am a developer, like at least I can, um, empathize with those people. And well, I'm sorry. What we have some technical difficulties again. Yeah. Just, uh, now we're back. I think Okay. <laughs> uh, let me, uh, which, which part did we leave off? Uh, it was the part that when that came back and then you started noticing the benefits by training by yourself and then you proposed the idea of doing that for other people as well. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that, you know, um, basically, I, you know, I, I noticed that I had really uh, improved, my whole life had improved from um, learning about fitness and, and learning to make healthier decisions in my life and having healthier routines and um, and I knew that, you know, other developers, like a lot of developers out there are, um, have, you know, stressful jobs. They aren't taking care of their bodies. Um, and that's not necessarily because they don't know they're supposed to. It's just because they maybe haven't been introduced to like how to have some healthy routines and healthy boundaries and, and things like that. Or maybe they haven't given exercise a try to know that, um, it will actually improve their productivity. Um, you know, Someone said, um, I was actually talking to someone yesterday and they said, um, you know, someone's, uh, some, you tell someone to work out and they're like, well, I don't have time to work out. And you say, well, the reason you don't have time to work out is because you don't work out. Like if you worked out, you would have more time because working out literally makes you feel superhuman and all of your work, like all your, you're a lot more productive. And so you literally create more time for yourself. Um, and so anyway, that's a little bit of how, how we got started. Just, um, we, you know, it was kind of an idea at the beginning of this year and we've just kind of taken our time all year, um, doing a little bit here and there, speaking at some meetups, getting some ideas from, uh, you know, some feedback from other developers. And, uh, now we're just now, uh, approaching our official launch. Great. And Thad, was JC a good student in the beginning? <laughs> he was, he was really committed, but he also had a uh, financial interest in, making it work too. So. <laughs> but JC, did you have any uh, previous sports experience or did you go from kind of zero to start working out? Yeah. Um, I, as growing up as a kid, um, especially, I mean, I was, uh, I was pretty nerdy, but at the same time, I also live in Mississippi. And so like, I still spend a lot of time outside, um, just kind of playing around, uh, you know, backyard football or playing on a trampoline or whatever, just like most, you know, most kids. But, um, I guess I played some sports a little bit, not like I was never great at them. Um, I think I mostly just tried to play sports to try to fit in a little bit better, uh, in grade school. And so like I played basketball, I uh, tried soccer, tried baseball, I uh, played football for a bit. Um, but, uh, and I also was in uh, ROTC, which I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with. I'm not sure like if how that works. Um, yeah, so it's essentially a, um, it's kind of like a military program, but it's in high school. So like, you know, there's lots of physical training involved. Um, and I was in that and, uh, I was in pretty good shape, but, um, you know, at, at least from a, um, an activity perspective, but, uh, no one ever taught me anything about nutrition or how to lift weights properly or anything like that. So my exposure to, um, nutrition choices and supplements and, you know, how to, uh, properly perform a deadlift, like all of that kind of stuff. Um, I had no experience when dad started training me. 
and Thad, about your experience as a personal trainer, how did that come about? And tell us a little bit about your other company that uh, you mentioned earlier. Yeah, yeah. Um, so <laughs> I, I played American football all through high school. Um, and then once I got to college, I just, uh, I don't know, I kept wanting to work out, kept wanting to be competitive in something, um, and did a little bit of Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Um, but then also was in the gym without a coach for the first time ever. Um, and I'm, I'm very, very curious in kind of all kinds of things that I get involved in. Uh, and so I tried to just educate myself and learn as much as possible about it. And I studied philosophy in college, so it wasn't even like there was any kind of overlap at all there. Um, and so I just, you know, I just wanted to learn more and more and more about um, this new interest that I had. And, for programming, you know, what the best kind of things to do were um, if somebody else wasn't doing it for me. Um, and I guess the next thing, next thing I knew, I, I had learned enough to, <laughs> to really share that with other people. And so um, just started kind of pursuing some certifications and doing some free training a little bit for experience for just roommates and things like that. Um, and then once I got out of school, uh, that, that ended up being my, my career. Um, and so Black Owl has been great. Um, that that's my personal training company um and so i'm private i don't i don't work for a gym um i travel to my clients and i bring equipment and things like that uh and it's just only job i've ever really been good at and i've really enjoyed it a lot um i love i love when people come to me with all kinds of just different things that they want to be able to do or, or look like or um prepare for and so i've trained guys getting ready to go to military training um we just got a client for that's a break dancer for devlifts. Um, and so, you know, there's, there's all different kinds of backgrounds and all different kinds of places that people want to get to. Um, and that's what's most exciting for me as a trainer. You guys mentioned just, uh, did you, are you just about to launch or did you launch a while ago? Uh, I've launched a while ago. Um, and Black Owl has mostly been kind of just people around me. Um, I, I, I'm mostly... Most of my time is spent as an aid worker. Um, that's why I'm in Greece. I, I work in a refugee camp here. Um, and so to be able to, to train people while I'm home, um, people kind of in my circles, and then leave and also do their programming from here, kind of keeps my head above water because I'm not paid <laughs> to be in the camp. Um, and so, yeah, that, that was, uh, I guess Black Owl must have been a little less than a year ago. So, yeah. Amazing. Can you take us guys through the what exactly the business and the project of Devlifts is? Because you mentioned you you're launching. So what what does that business entail? Sure. Um, and I listened to you guys' podcast a little bit, so I kind of um, I, I know you guys like to kind of just like be transparent about like what you know some ideas you've thrown out there for your own business and stuff like that. So um, so yeah, I'll, I'll kind of give a our, our version of that. Um, we actually, because what we're doing currently is not what we originally set out to do. Um, so originally we were actually uh, thinking of a, a membership model um, with paid content. And so, you know, you pay a monthly fee and that gives you access to um, different plans that are already made um, and uh, as well as, you know, access to our Slack channel and, and things like that. Um, and we also were going to roll out a, uh, an iOS and Android app. Um, there is a company out there um, that already has an app made that has videos of all the exercises and um, has a, like a backend where we can kind of load a plan into, in there for, for people. And we we're going to uh, white label that um, because that's kind of what they do. They just sell their, their app as a white labeled service. Um, we were going to try that and then, um, we started talking and I uh, started having a lot of conversations with developers. So like back in maybe August, I started just hopping on Twitter and, um, anyone that followed us or anyone I could connect with, I just, if they were a developer, I started trying to uh, schedule a 15 minute phone call with them. Um, and so uh, I had, I don't know how many of these 15 minute phone calls where I just kind of like asked them about their exercise experience and I asked them kind of um, their interest in that. And I asked them, uh, you know, I kind of gave them a, the spill of kind of what we were thinking. And um, I started getting so much like 
valuable information from them um, that I decided like between that and the fact that any kind of content driven site, especially paid content, we were going to have to have a lot of content to before we could ever launch. Like we would have to make all this content before we could ever launch and actually have money coming in. And um, I'm a big believer in getting to revenue as quickly as possible and getting to profitability as quickly as possible. Um, and also, uh, um, you know, I, I really want to do this. I really want to do devless full time, uh, at, at some point, like, and the sooner I can make that happen, the better, uh, the more happier I will be. And so between all that, um, you know, we decided, well, let's, let's back off. And first off, we, we can get a lot more valuable information from our customers if we keep having these conversations with them. And secondly, we don't have the time or the money that's needed to produce the amount of quality content that would be needed to do this membership model. So let's punt on that and maybe we'll, we'll do that eventually. Um, but let's punt on that. And for now, let's just sell one-off plans. So it's a one-time fee. You still get access to the Slack channel, but uh, you also, the first hundred customers get a 30 minute call with uh, Thad and myself. And so the whole, the way the process works is, you know, they sign up for a plan and they pay and then they fill out a questionnaire and we've got a really detailed questionnaire that gets their goals, their preferences, um, their experience working out so far, um, whether or not they like working out in the gym or not, like whatever it is. And then once they fill that out, uh, Thad and I hop on a, a 30 minute zoom call with them and, um, dive deeper into those, uh, you know, those answers from that questionnaire. And then we go back and we make them a, um, usually an eight to 12 week plan. Um, something they'll see good results on in, in a span of two to three months. And, um, so that's what we've been doing because first off, it immediately got us to revenue. Um, secondly, uh, we are going to have, you know, we're having so many 30 minute conversations with our customers. Um, so we're getting to figure out like what made them buy, um, what are they really looking for in this? Um, what are some of the common complaints that we're seeing between all the developers that are becoming our customers? Like uh, a lot of people are complaining of lower back pain, things like that, or low energy, low focus. Um, and so we're able to see all that, all those trends, uh, get all this really valuable market data, but at the same time have money coming in, um, which can get us closer to being able to do this full time and, uh, and be able to fund other ideas like, being able to put out, you know, paid member, paid content and stuff like that. And so that's kind of what we're doing now. Um, and, uh, and also the one-time fee is a, uh, at least to me feels like a lower commitment. And so that's kind of why we decided to do that for now. And, um, I, I, I don't know about that. I've been really happy with that so far. Um, we've been, it's, it's not a very profitable model yet because each plan is very, very personalized. Um, it's not like a boilerplate. And so each plan takes a good, a pretty good chunk of time um, to do one plan. And so, um, you know, it, it's not as profitable as we want it to be later, but we're getting so much viable uh, insight right now. So, that, yeah, that's kind of how it's working. Okay. And uh, that, can you take us through, because the nutrition is kind of standard. I mean, healthy food is healthy food, but how personalized do you go with the, with the workouts? Yeah, um, that's a good question. Is that calisthenics? Is it gym training? Right, yeah. Um, so we, we like to ask a good bit of questions. And um, actually, right when we, we started doing these, these plans with Devlifts was when I first, just as a personal trainer, started taking into account um, personality types. So if anyone has, has taken any kinds of personality types like Myers-Briggs or Enneagram or different things like that, um, that can actually tell you a lot about the kinds of things that people are going to be willing to commit to and stick to. Um, and even how detailed the, the workouts are. So, um, someone, you know, one person may be way better off with just a, give me exactly what to do so that I don't have to even think about it when I'm outside of the gym and somebody else just wants to have like this day do, you know, three compound movements that, that involve your shoulders. You can pick them, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and so it's cool. So we, we go into uh, somebody's lifestyle, how much time they actually have to spend in the gym. Um, and that'll vary based on, 
you know, your relationships, your family life, um, what your job looks like and the demands of that. Um, and also, you know, what, what people are trying to get into and, and really where they're starting from, because um, I really believe in the simplicity principle that uh, when you start training, you don't need to, you don't need to be um, taking the same, you know, training programs as like your, your heroes, like what, finding out what they're doing right now and getting into that. Um, for a lot of people, if you just got up in the morning and did 20 push-ups a day for a week, you could see crazy results from that. So um, training, you know, training and nutrition, making small changes first, um, and then letting the complexity come later, that kind of thing. So uh, yeah, just um, somebody's lifestyle, where they want to be and where they currently are, there's some really big things that we we take into consideration um, starting there. Um, and then a lot of people have tried a lot of different things with nutrition, and we get pretty personalized with that based on um, health limits and uh, things that really things that they prefer. Cause um, another goal that we have is just something that's going to be sustainable for somebody. So um, questions that we ask are like, what are foods that you just aren't going to eat? <laughs> you know, like what, what are, what are some things that you're not going to do? And what are some foods that you're not going to eat? And what foods are you just crazy about? And like, it's going to be really hard to give up and it's see how and if we can, work that in um and how often you know so that kind of thing so we we really do try to make things as personal as possible going into it okay and on the question of accountability you mentioned the fee already and that's a pretty good motivation for a lot of people but how do you maintain this throughout the program yeah that's a really good question um and i think that's something that we're really trying to build with the community um and we already have guys interacting with each other on there, which is great. Um, and so it's cool. I, I kind of expected to just play the, the personal trainer thing because um, every time I've been a trainer, I'm the only person really that's holding somebody accountable to what their, what their training looks like because I've never been backed by a community of my clients before, you know? And so it's been cool to see that Slack channel kind of take off and people interacting and sharing what they've been doing and things like that. And so um, if you're kind of, slack off or don't don't get into it as much then uh people people notice you know <laughs> so that's cool yeah and in, in addition to uh you know the community um kind of holding each other accountable um we actually also do check in with every customer uh once a week uh, through slack just to make sure they don't have any questions or um that they haven't maybe hit a plateau and they need to uh you know need some recommendations on how to break that plateau and kind of keep progressing um so that usually on Mondays I have a recurring task to just go in and, um, and, you know, message everyone on Slack who, who is uh, a customer. And, uh, have you had the, the, the case where someone has fallen off the path and, uh, you actually talked to them and had to try to get them back on it and continue, uh, on this program? Not yet. We've had one instance, maybe, we've had a couple of instances where people had their plan, but they just haven't started yet. And, you know, life kept getting in the way or something. Um, and, you know, we haven't had any situation where we really like had to kind of, I guess, press them too hard about it. I mean, um, like, I guess we'll, that will probably come at some point, which at that, at that case, and if that ever happened in that case, I would just say, Hey, if you, if you don't, you know, actually want to do this plan, just let us know. We'll, we'll give you your money back, you know? Um, cause we want people to actually, uh, you do the plan that we give them and that way we can make sure that, you know, we're getting results and that we get good feedback. And, um, we want, uh, like we want a hundred percent success rate with our customers. We want every single customer that gets a plan from us to accomplish the goals that they set out to accomplish. And so, um, quite the opposite so far, like we've, we've had some great, uh, successes already, um, you know, uh, we have one, one customer who's, uh, who's already down, you know, 15 pounds, um, from six weeks ago and is heading for another five before he kind of goes on winter break. And we have one customer who dropped, uh, you know, uh, 20 pounds in the first, uh, you know, eight days. Eight days. Yeah. yeah. And, and he's like feeling great. And, you know, he's just like over the moon right now because of, you know, he's seeing all his progress. And so, um, we're, we're having some great successes. I'm thankfully haven't had to, you know, get in anybody's face yet, which I don't think we'll ever do. I think, you know, if someone really just doesn't seem like they want to, they want to do it. Um, we'll just give them their money back. 
do you guys monitor their progress by do they send you pictures or do you do like a live chat or how do you monitor that progress yeah so um every plan we um we tell them how to take their starting uh metrics and so they'll take some body measurements or it really depends on the goals that we're going after because some of these are performance goals um so you know if it's like i need to be able to run a you know uh a, um i don't know like a a four eight forty yard dash or whatever it is like um we say okay we'll go out there and do your you know test your 40 yard dash currently get the you know do it three times get the average and then um you know we'll weigh against that or for most people it's aesthetics they say hey i just want to besides feeling better which is hard to track other than you know them being self-aware about it um the uh if they just want to drop some weight or drop some fat um, then we supply all the instructions on how to take those measurements and uh, they send that over to us. And then, you know, then they have, we also teach them how to measure that on a daily basis. Now in the future, we really want to build out a more of like a, um, an aspect of the, of the community that like, I guess a platform that allows people to add their data so we can actually track um, all of our data as a community. Like here's the total amount of, you know, the uh, fat burned, you know, pounds of fat that was burned in, you know, October for the whole Devilist community, like just to have some cool stats like that on our you know, website and stuff. Um, and, uh, and to you know, be a huge motivator for everyone. So, um, but currently, yeah, we, we supply kind of instructions on how to get those starting numbers. Have you thought at some point to have some of the more active members of the community to actually take the lead or a lead role and be like a an extension of you guys so that they can train their own like little group of starters, for example? Yes, actually, uh, in two ways. Like um, we've, we've already, um, everyone like that we make a plan for, um, we do have like one kind of boilerplate paragraph that we put in every single plan and it's, hey, like, this is our vision for our Slack community. It's people holding each other accountable. It's like, hey, uh, as you progress and you learn these things, like we would love to see you uh, helping other people that have the same questions that you once had. Um, so in that sense, like we're trying to encourage people to come into ownership of, um, of helping out the, you know, their fellow community member. Um, and then secondly, uh, we're actually planning to launch um, uh, get basically like meetup uh, workout meetups um, across the I guess across the world um, where you can you know one person can say hey I want to be the um, the devless uh, meetup organizer for my city and we will sponsor that meetup and provide like some snacks and, and water and stuff like that and once or twice a week they get together in a public place and they do like our workout of the day um, in the park together, like with a bunch of other developers from the community. And so um, those are two ways that we're encouraging people to kind of step into leadership positions and, and, you know, help those along after they've kind of figured this thing out. Um, uh, so I'm sure we'll have other ideas, but yeah, that's, that's huge for us is trying to um, create some responsibility and some sense of ownership in our customers. And a question for, for that, what are most what are some of the most common uh, problems or goals do you see that people from the community have? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're seeing a ton of <clears throat> back tightness and chest tightness. Um, that that is kind of the thing that we dealt with a lot with JC is um, just dealing with some mobility stuff. And when this thing start, first kind of started taking off, um, I really just started looking into kind of the, just the biomechanics of, of the things that we tried to fix with JC, just from like a, even a postural perspective, you know, um, and we're seeing a lot of anterior pelvic tilt and things like that. Um, but a lot of these things that are compounded on top of each other, um, like the, the, the limited range of motion in your legs just from sitting all day, you know, and that kind of thing and the tightness in your hamstring. Um, but the, all that paired with all of the, uh, you know, musculoskeletal and like the spinal issues that you get with that. Um, there are some things that could be really crippling from that, you know, from, from that kind of sedentary lifestyle and, and not doing anything about that. Um, yeah, there, there could, you know, if you get shaken up by something or if you trip or if you're in any kind of minor accident, 
um, it could really mess you up if you're, if your body isn't used to, to receiving any kind of stress like that. So, um, that, that's kind of the biggest thing that we're seeing is, um, yeah, <clears throat> back issues, um, knee problems, tightness in the hamstring. Since you are in Greece, by the way, have you tried to organize a, a meetup there with local developers already? <laughs> I haven't. I haven't. It would have been cool to do, but man, I am always busy. So I actually came from a shift in the camp and to do this, but yeah. It's pretty incredible, by the way. We really appreciate it that uh, you took a little bit of your time for this. And uh, coming to more to the, the, the business side of DevLifts and how you're finding your customers uh, because there is this commitment that they're making uh, initially and then the program starts for them. How often, or not how often, but um, is there something that you offer them at first for free or how do you get their interest or is it just from word of mouth they already trust you and they subscribe? So far, um, we have not given anything out for free. Um, we probably will. Uh, we've actually, I think it's it's on our to-do list to kind of create a couple of um, I mean, it's a really businessy term, but a couple of lead magnets, you know, like um, like a free three week plan or something like that. Um, but uh, actually, um, to date, I mean, what kind of first, uh, I guess, apart from me just kind of like connecting with people on Twitter, um, we've just been really fortunate to connect with some uh, people who are already very trust uh, trustworthy. Um, like Wes Boss or Ryan Carson, you know, for instance, um, uh, people who, um, you know, what uh, we actually did a plan for Wes. He was our, uh, technically, I guess, our first customer and he's seeing great results. And, um, you know, he, uh, he dropped a tweet about us and, and that immediately uh, gave us some credibility and uh, got, you know, we started getting our first customers from that. Um, and, uh, and that's also kind of given us some momentum to be able to have other podcast guests and stuff like that. So it kind of starts to compound on each on, uh, on each other. And so um, that's kind of what wow. we've done so far. We have given uh, coupons. So every, every dev that was hopping on a 15 minute call with me, um, uh, they, they all got a coupon um, to use when we actually launched that was good for $50 off. Um, and uh, we've also given some coupons away on like different podcasts or, um, uh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, there's we've there's three or four different ways that you can uh, or you could have gotten a coupon from us by now. Um, and also, and that you know, and uh, we also wanted to give you guys a uh, your listeners a coupon if anyone wants to um, to sign up. So we'll uh, we'll give you guys a code that you can put in the show notes if you'd like. Um, sure. But we haven't done anything free yet. Um, we probably will though, just because you know it's never a bad thing to be able to capture some email addresses and um, and have a way for people to try us out without having to financially commit. And you started podcasting and I just saw that uh, like three days ago you had your first episode, but you've been working behind the scenes, I think on uh, recording a lot of content. So uh, would you like to uh, take us through your process? How did you decide to start with this in mm -hmm. the first place? Yeah. Like how did I decide to do a podcast? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I, I'm a huge fan of podcasts. I like I listen to podcasts every day, um, and it's probably it may be my primary means of learning. I mean, I mean, I, I guess at least my first, especially in development related things, there's just too many things going on to keep up with everything. And so, you know, I listen to certain podcasts, and I might hear of something that piques my interest, and I get a good like general intro to it. And then if I if it really piques my interest, I'll go dive deeper on that one thing, um, you know, online or something or with a book. But, um, you know, I think it's probably my primary means of like, uh, education at the moment. And so um, I'm a huge proponent of them. And I know that um, it's also really big, and just in a developer world. I mean, there's a lot of developer podcasts out there um, that are that are great. And so uh, I figure, you know, if I know uh, West, you know, West Bosses uh, and Scott Zelensky's podcast, uh, Syntax, they're, you know, they're getting 20,000 downloads an episode, I think. And so, um, you know, obviously, like, there's a lot of developers out there listening to podcasts. And so I figured, hey, well, you know, I'll give them one more. <laughs> and instead, instead of being, uh, you know, another podcast about JavaScript or something, um, we, you know, we'll talk about how they can improve their lives just on a 
um, uh, how they can improve their sense of well-being um, and improve their bodies. And, um, and so that was kind of why I wanted to do it. And, um, you know, the, the idea was just, hey, we'll, we'll bring on developers who are already uh, staying healthy and in in incorporating fitness into their daily lives. And um, we'll just have them talk about what they do and how they got into it and the benefits. And it's really going to serve as more of just a motivational piece to those who are trying to take that first step uh, in their fitness journey. And so, um, you know, the, the goal is to have like developers in the gym while they're listening to the refactor your body podcast, <laughs> that would be like, you know, the peak of uh, success for us. <laughs> it's one of the best ways to spread your message. Uh, you mentioned developers a lot, but I think you also mentioned the break dancer. You had a, you have a mix of customers actually, right? It's not just focused specifically for programmers. It is just uh, programmers. It just, ha it just so happens that he is also a break dancer. Okay. Um, so, uh, it's actually Scott Talinsky, the co-host, uh, uh, of syntax. He's a, a break dancer. Um, and, uh, you know, he came to us wanting to do a specific type of move. Like that's his goal. There's a specific type of a uh, break dancing move. And so that's what we made our plan around. <laughs> <laughs> and, but do you guys see yourself just sticking to, uh, to developers? Cause I can see a lot of, uh, common ground with other people who have sedentary jobs, uh, you know, working on a chair eight hours with probably having the same problems using the computer as well in the same position uh, are you just gonna kind of niche and have focus on the developers or are you willing to kind of leeway a little bit from that as well i've uh, i've decided that i'm all in on developers and i'm i'm not gonna uh, proceed with you know um any other uh, niche just because i am a developer and i i I am, you know, in the industry, I understand the people and I can connect with them on a level that's not just as a, you know, as a trainer or, or something like that. I can connect with them just as, you know, people who have common interests. And I think that that's, that's also the, the powerful, um, you know, that's a, and that's what makes our community even more powerful than just kind of like a general fitness community is you're not just connecting with other people who are trying to be healthy. You're like, you can also like go talk about the latest JavaScript framework <laughs> or whatever, you know, like you, you can go talk shop with people. Um, you can discover new, you know, new people that are in your city that you can go to the gym with and also talk about work with, you know? Um, so I've, I'm sold out to developers. Um, if anyone else, if anyone else wants to do uh, another niche, uh, we'll gladly try to help you along and you we'll can send anybody else to uh, blackoutfitness.com. <laughs> <laughs> nice plug. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Thad, by the way, can you, uh, for someone, uh, let's say for some of our listeners, and we probably have a few programmers along as well. Um, someone who is just really sitting at a desk and is tied to this sedentary lifestyle. Can you just give a few tips like for two, three minutes or five minutes workout that they can do even in the office just to get the body moving a little bit to disconnect from this sitting and sedentary position? Sure. Yeah, totally. Um, we actually hooked Wes' boss up with a, uh, just a travel workout to be done in a doorway. Um, and it's like an intro to resistance training if you've never had any kind of resistance <laughs> put onto your muscles before um but yeah it's basically at you know there's there's all the the standing that you can do you know as much as you can stand up and sit down um but also standing in a doorway uh you can close your fists um and push push out to the sides against the door frame um with your thumbs facing towards you and then just rotate your palms and so um, have that as your palms facing towards you do it again with your palms facing the um, the doorway and then lift your hands over your head and do it the same way. So you're, you're just kind of, uh, giving some resistance to your shoulders and your back. So yeah, um, do all three hand placements, um, with your hands kind of below your waist or, and then with your hands above your head, pushing against the doorway. So just a little doorway exercise that you can do in the office or anywhere. Cool. That's pretty useful. Is there also some tips you guys give on uh, on like office equipment or posture-wise? Posture or do you go about fixing those? Because there's, I mean, there's a few things that you can also do whilst like sitting or lifting the screen a bit higher. Right. Um, we don't, I mean, I don't know if JC has any tips for, for posture, but we've pretty much come into a, um, 
I don't know. We, we haven't found a lot of products that we really like for it because, um, you know, if you're, if you're sitting with bad posture and you just change to a, a standing desk, then you're just going to stand with bad posture. <laughs> and if you switch out your chair for an exercise ball, then you're just going to sit on your yeah. exercise ball with bad posture. So. The problem is, is the posture and being aware of it. Um, I mean, there, you know, there's, there's furniture and, and stuff that can certainly, um, certainly doesn't hurt. Um, but even those things are, are kind of pointless um, or at least aren't going to have the greatest effect if uh, you, you don't first just develop that self-awareness of like, well, how is my body positioned in space right now? Um, you know, you've got to have some self-awareness there that takes a little bit of time to cultivate. I mean, even, even me, I'm, like, I'm pretty aware of it, but I still find myself slouching in my chair or even slouching when I'm standing up because uh, I'll either get lost in my work and just kind of forget or, um, you know, the, the worst one is when we're all just, we're all standing, but we're looking down at our phone and anytime the, the head is tilted down and the neck's tilted down, I mean, our, our back and our, our body just kind of like goes with it um, naturally and, until we you know, decide that until we realize that, that we're doing it. And so, um, yeah, posture is a huge one. Um, I, I would love to be able to, you know, on, on our site to have uh, kind of a, um, I don't know, trusted product section or something like that of just, you know, links to things that we've at least used or people in our community have used, uh, certain standing desks. Uh, my chair is actually a DX racer chair and it has a really nice back support. Um, and so, you know, the, if I have to sit, I prefer to you know sit in a seat that's going to support me well. Um, but yeah, uh, that's something that probably will be really useful on our site uh, someday, but um, but yeah, it's all going to go back to posture either way. Yeah. Let me jump in real quick. I got to roll out here. Um, so sorry to, to jump out of here on you guys, but, uh, the gyms aren't 24 hours here, which is odd for me, <laughs> but thank you so much for having us. We really appreciate it. Thanks for helping on. Yeah. 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 We'll see you guys later. Great talking to you. Thanks. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. JC, I was wondering um, if you have uh, noticed, you, you mentioned already there, that there are mental and cognitive benefits from working out and from uh, fixing your nutrition and uh, posture and physical sta status. Um, can you mention some of those? Have you noticed some of those in your work in particular? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so like I said, when I, when I first started working out, I, I immediately realized, um, you know, uh, I, I immediately even got some uh, more confidence just uh, in my management skills and my ability to, um, to kind of, you know, manage people because I was, <laughs> I, I mean, I was actually, even though I was their boss, I was still younger than everyone that was working for me. Um, and so like, it was easy for me to kind of uh, allow myself to get taken advantage of uh, at times. And then, you know, I started developing some confidence and, in myself and uh if it tells you anything i'm um you know i i quickly eliminated um a lot of my my staff and not because they were necessarily bad workers but because i learned how to uh, bring focus to my work and figure out what exactly was working and what wasn't and mercilessly cut out what what just wasn't working from a business standpoint you know um and now i'm solo um because over time i figured out that you know, just in, in my day-to-day -day job, I'm, I'm, I'm a solo, you know, consultant now. And that's because I figured out that, you know, that that's what works best for me. And uh, that's, you know, from a business uh, sense, that's what made the most sense to me. Um, and because I, you know, I, I honestly just didn't enjoy managing people either. But um, so there was that, but there was also just the, this like, there used to be this mental fog, like just, uh, just always there where, uh, I, it's hard to explain. It's like this, um, it's just this like feeling of um, like all my thoughts are sluggish or hard to connect different thoughts together. Um, and as I started working out and eating better, um, I realized like my mind was just much sharper. Um, even things like simple things like remembering people's names and stuff like that, things that I used to really like have a hard time with that. Um, just being able to remember you know, someone introduces themselves and, you know, 20 seconds later, I can't remember their name. Like, <laughs> like, um, and, uh, and part of that may not be memory. It may just be like being present, 
Um, but that's another thing is like, it's really hard to be present when you have low energy and you can't focus, um, very well. And I know, I guess that's a, that's a probably better way to put it, um, is I probably noticed my, myself being more present, um, being aware of who's around me, what's going on around me and, and being able to engage with my surroundings and, and my, my reality instead of just kind of passively existing, um, in, in, you know, in time and space each day. Um, and then also just with my work, I, I definitely noticed a sharp uptick in my, what I could get done, um, in the same amount of time or even less amount of time than before. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I, th- I guess that maybe that answers the question, but, um, you know, I've, and even today I can kind of see, um, if I let my diet slip for a, a bit or, um, I get sick and maybe, uh, a little dehydrated and I don't go to the gym for a week, like I can see myself immediately start to slip back into those kind of like feelings of, of, uh, um, kind of fogginess and, uh, or grogginess and also just kind of like general anxiety. Um, I'm a pretty, uh, naturally, like I, if I don't work out, like I'm naturally a pretty, uh, anxious guy. And so, um, you know, I immediately see myself slipping away if I let my diet go or something. And so, um, for me, it's a, a must, I have to do these things now. Mm. And can you please take us through, let's say the next six months of, uh, what are the plans and goals for the company? Yeah. Um, so right now we are, um, we're launch- we're having our official launch on the, I think the 20th. Um, we're, I'm kind of finishing up some other aspects of our site that I wanted to be live. And, um, we're sponsoring, uh, West boss's podcast, the one that goes live on the 22nd. And so, um, that's going to be kind of our official launch is we're going to launch the podcast, like our first interview and everything alongside the site and, um, actually start advertising a bit more because everything so far has just been you know, kind of under the radar. Like we, we have some sales. We actually, we've had sales for a few months now. We started selling through Twitter before we even had a website. We were just selling through direct messages. Um, but, uh, you know, I guess when we really start to ramp up, we'll be reaching out to more people trying to get, you know, more people on our uh, podcast and things like that. And, um, and then, uh, we're working on some plans for new year's because, um, obviously, you know, New Year's is like the the time when everyone starts thinking about their health, um, for better or worse. Like, and um, you know, we're thinking about some things that we can do to try to, um, I mean, just encourage uh, people to to take that to really commit to that first step, um, even if it's for New Year's resolution, like whatever it may be, um, and you know, for better, like I said, for better or worse, that's the best time to try to attract people's attention is right before they make their new year's resolutions. And so, um, we're planning some of that stuff. Um, the membership model is still kind of, um, an idea that we'd like to pursue, but we're, we're, we're just kind of being patient. Uh, we're going to wait and see when the right time for that is. Um, and then, we are looking at um, we're looking into the possibility of having our own private gym uh, here at, at our you know our home city um, where we can train developers that live here. Um, we you know it'll just be for them, um, and uh, we're looking into that. And then a um, couple other things that we've been uh, thinking about is um, we are we're looking at doing on-site seminars uh, for companies and for um, uh, like at conferences, be able to come on and do like a, um, a one or a two day, like mobility seminar, show people how to stretch, how to just give them like, um, some practical advice they can immediately apply to their lives. Um, uh, even maybe like even do some group workouts, like whatever it may be. We, we don't even know exactly what it would look like yet. Um, but we're thinking about that. And, uh, and then we're trying to also plan a, um, for, I don't really know what to call it. I guess a, a meetup tour, uh, for next year where we just kind of, we hit the road and go to various cities, um, that we have, you know, community members in and we visit their local meetups and just kind of talk about fitness and pass out some t-shirts and give some coupons out and stuff like that. 
um, and just get to, we, we believe that the more developers we can talk to and like specifically about their fitness and their experience with it and you know, what's preventing them uh, if they're doing it, then, then like um, you know, when and how did they get started and how, how did they get success? And if they're not doing it, then what's preventing them from it? Uh, we believe the more developers we talk to, um, you know, just the better our company can be um, and the more uh, healthy developers we can create. Fantastic. Well, we want to be respectful of your time and we're almost an hour now in. Uh, would you like to just mention a few of the links uh, that you have, your handles, so where people can find out more about DevLifts, uh, maybe yourself and that as well? Sure. Um, so uh, DevLifts on Twitter is uh, is at DevLifts, D-E-V-L-I-F-T-S. Um, and the site is devlifts.io. Uh, and uh, the Dulo listeners can use the coupon code Dulo um, to uh, get $50 off. Um, and uh, personally, I'm on Twitter uh, at JC Hyatt, J-C-H-I-A-T-T. That's probably the best way to connect with me. Um, I'm pretty active on there. Um, and, uh, and Thad is actually, I don't have his username memorized. Let me, <laughs> let's make sure he's the correct one. Yeah. Let me, uh, let me look at that. Um, yeah. Thad's username is, uh, let's see. Yeah. Um, Thad, the trainer, okay. <laughs> uh, that's his Twitter handle and, uh, and our uh, podcast is launching and that's called refactor your body. And so, um, that'll be up. I mean, it's, it's already up, um, but it'll actually have interviews, uh, weekly interviews, uh, starting, um, next week. Awesome. Nice, JC. Thanks. Thanks a lot for taking the time and, uh, we'll be following good luck in the next few months. Yeah. Talk thanks for having me.